When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins In-Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Ifusi, and that is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Subscribe to the Miami Herald for your latest Dolphins updates. Like, share, comment on the YouTube page, all that good stuff. Now, if you thought that we were going to uh, be free of concussion talk, head injuries, all that, uh, you were sadly mistaken. You were sadly mistaken. Uh, The Dolphins losing a big divisional game to the New York Jets in New Jersey over the weekend, 40 to 17, but they didn't just lose the game. They lost another quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Y'all, y'all good there? Y'all good there? <laughs> that, 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 that score is still, that score is still. 17. Yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't as bad as, as I don't think the game was as, as I don't think it was as bad as the, the score indicated, but we'll get into that. But, you know, as I said, the Dolphins will lose the game. They lose another quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, after just one play, the hometown kid, a lot of excitement uh, for the Liberty City native to play for his hometown team, get his first start with the Dolphins. He is, I don't want to say knocked out of the game, but he's removed from the game after one offensive play. Um, And and this was a result of the new concussion protocols that were passed by the league and the NFLPA, the Players Union, just one day earlier on Saturday, they announced uh, some new protocols uh, adjusting the no-go symptoms that uh, bar a player from entering the game. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was hit. His head hit the ground uh, after his first pass attempt, which was actually a safety. Um, He was a little slow to get up and uh, he went to the medical tent. The team announced that uh, he was uh, dealing with an elbow injury and also being evaluated for a head injury. He went, he uh, soon went back to the locker room with uh, the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant. Uh, several minutes later, he was ruled out for the game um, after. And what, what we found out later on was that uh, an independent athletic trainer, um, an ATC spotter who was in the, the uh, press box booth noticed him stumble. Um, and they diagnosed him, I guess, with ataxia, which is this new no-go symptom in the league's updated concussion protocol. Essentially, it says that if you if you stumble, if you have an unusual gait, um, they are going to, you know, as a, in an abundance of caution, remove you from the game and, and bar you from going in. So Teddy, unfortunately, wasn't able to go back in that game. Um, the team said that he passed or he cleared all the concussion evaluation. Um, he was not about uh, exhibiting symptoms or signs of a, of a concussion after the game and even the day after. Um, so it was a little bit of an unfortunate situation. Seventh round pick, Skylar Thompson, uh, enters that game. 
pretty uh pretty rough spot for a rookie to come in at that spot and, and we saw him kind of struggle a bit um he wasn't helped by the circumstances around him he has two backup offensive linemen but big picture you know we have a lot of anger in south florida a lot of dolphins fans who are demanding answers about uh and about this atc spotter and the situation where um there were even local uh, you know, South Florida TV stations with the cameras at MetLife Stadium. And they had video of uh, Teddy Bridgewater that was released. And there was no apparent stumble, you know, nothing to the extent of Tua when we saw him a couple weeks ago against the Bills. Nothing like Naheem Hines of the Indianapolis Colts. When we saw him, he was clearly out of it. He's, his legs were giving out and he was he was he was clearly concussed. There was nothing like that with Teddy. So there's a lot of questions being uh, asked and, and, you know, answers being demanded of who is this ATC spotter that is now in charge of, you know, essentially ruling guys out. Now, in the past 24 to 48 hours, we've had a lot of conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm going to just put it that way. A lot of people saying, you know, how do we know that this person isn't being bribed and uh, they don't have, you know, some interests and ulterior motives in this game? And what if this happens? And I'm not going to go that far and start saying, you know, this dude had ulterior, this person had ulterior motives. This person was, you know, had it out for the for the for the Dolphins. I will say it, it is kind of ironic and, and you know, a bit of mis- misfortune that they put these new rules in and the Dolphins are the first team that has a player ruled out because of it. I, I will, that is kind of, you know, a little bit of irony. Um, but I will say this, when you talk about the optics, we talked about the optics of Tua hitting his head uh, against the Bills, going back into the game and four days later sustaining that concussion. We talked about the bad optics of that. I will say um, there are optics in play here where like there's no, t- I mean, the video that we've seen now this person in this booth they have a whole bunch of uh different video angles and camera angles that they're viewing the field from and if they decided that they saw something that that needed uh that you know required teddy being removed from the game i mean that's what they say um i would like some transparency on the nfl's side about this because we had a a zoom call right after they updated these protocols on Saturday. You know, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm, I'm on, on a Zoom call asking questions. And I was like, what is the difference between this ataxia no-go symptom and the one they had before that are replaced? So before they have this thing called gross motor instability. And, um, you know, they were, everyone was saying it was a loophole because if they decided that, uh, if the doctor and the neurotrauma consultant decided that the player, you know, stumbled because of like, a, in Tua's case, a back injury that they claim, he can go back in. But now, you know, the chief medical officer said, we're not going to make it a judgment call. We're just going to say, if you stumble, if you wobble after a hit to the head, we're taking you out. I don't know if that's any different from what we saw before. I mean, in, in my eyes, I mean, that, that's a judgment call. If, uh, there's, if there's an eye in the sky that sees somebody stumble and they don't know if maybe it was because of the back, maybe it was because Teddy's elbow, maybe he struggled to kind of get up at first because of the elbow. I mean, we, we, we don't know, but this eye in the sky person has the say now i don't know if they have the final say because the concussion protocol say that anybody you know any independent uh trainer doctor or the team doctor can make that call and say i saw one of these no symptoms so the team doctor could have said that about teddy the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant could have said they saw teddy stumble i don't know if they um if any of those people saw that as well i mean we just don't know um i guess only the league and the pa will know at this point but I will say the optics of it don't look that good. And I feel like we're almost seeing like a 
like an overcorrection to everything that happened that transpired with Tua. Um, you know, now they've changed these concussion protocols midseason. Um, you know, even the hit that knocked out Tua, people have been questioning, is that right? In the past couple of weeks, we've been seeing a lot of calls on uh on roughing the passer. I mean, even in the in the uh in, in the Chiefs game, Chiefs and uh Raiders game Monday night, I mean there was some there was an egregious call that should have been a strip sack and a fumble recovery, but instead we get uh, a rough in the passer penalty. Um that, again, I, I think that I, I don't think this is gonna be like a, a weekly thing where we got guys getting pulled out the game, but there are fair questions. Like if you are in a significant game and this ATC spotter happens with i mean again it's human error i mean it's it's football there's human error from the players to the coaches to the refs um you can have a situation with human error where you see somebody stumble and what you see maybe isn't what what is actually taking place um but again i will say the nfl and the medical officer he he said on saturday like we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna mislabel some people but we'll take that risk to keep players safe um but again the optics of it aren't good and hopefully the nfl i know down in south florida it hasn't become a national story but in south florida a lot of the reporters have been asking for questions we reached out to the nfl i'm hoping that they provide some answers soon well yeah i mean and with all the camera coverage on your average nfl game i mean you know you know you got more coverage on that than spielberg has on half his films you can't you can't tell me that okay somebody from the from above saw something uh from a distance clear enough view from a press box or whatever or you know saw it on a different camera view and that you can't have that camera view available to say hey this is this is what the person saw i, I find that very strange um i, I, I and i don't go in, i'm not going in for the, like the big conspiracy theory and now if you tell me that this person thought they saw something and made a mistake and that then now you got people maybe covering for them that that, that i that I'd more more likely to believe because that's you know that's sometimes the nature of the beast and especially with with this with the nfl and the way they're and the fire they're under right now um but yeah it's, it's a tough thing to call you know there's something between what was something obvious to me, like, you know, two are getting up after the hit uh, against Buffalo and the way he looked for several steps, you know, as opposed to it was a stumble. Did uh, we, we see, we see players, you know, tri- these marvelous athletes, we see them, you know, get tripped up by the turf monster all the time, you know? And so it, you know, that can happen on the sidelines. You, you, know, you take a hit, you, you go off you're on the sidelines and you, you know, it, just take a misstep and that misstep takes you out of the game now. That's, that's a little tough. That's a little tough. Um, and I do think the NFL is, I do think there's a general attitude of overreaction right now. Um, and I think it's, I do think it's because you had such a jarring injury on a Uh, nationally televised game and it immediately jumped, put it into everybody's head, you know, a jump 
concussions right back to the forefront of the conversation of the NFL conversation instead of, you know, who's the last unbeaten team or, you know, you know, why does, you know, why does the FC West look like it does? Um, or, you know, what, why does the NFC East suddenly look good or, you know, at least have good records. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I think that's where we are with the NFL right now. The, and I think it's fairly obvious that we saw, I mean, obviously there was the call, uh, but from Atlanta, it's sacking Tom Brady yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. That was that that was a terrible call, and everybody knew it was a terrible call. And then everybody, but everybody said, "Well, does that call get made if it's not Tom Brady?" Because remember, if you look at the play, he go he, he goes down, he gets up, he's he's doing his celebration. Tom got up and kind of like you know stood over the official, like, well, well, you know, almost almost like you know when you know somebody says something about your your girl <laughs> and, she, and she's looking at you to do something about it. And you're thinking, well, you know, <laughs> number one, <laughs> number one, he was right. But number two, uh, you know, I might take an ass whooping here. Um, but, you know, Tom was standing over him and then he threw the flag. So everybody was for a day. Everybody was like, okay, it was that, that, that was a Tom Brady call. I, I, I don't, I've never heard of any. Okay. You know, we've had the Tom Brady call for, quite a while now in the NFL. We don't have the equivalent of the Derek Carr call. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, that, you know, that was, that was not Patrick Mahomes getting who's you know, back was getting jumped on, yeah. getting strip sacked, you know, where you go, okay, you see, it was Patrick Mahomes. They're going to call it. No, it was Derek Carr, you know? And so obviously that, that says it's an overreaction when you have, you know, you had these plays that are just very obviously just football plays. And it was just like, you know, the two of us, a football play. They didn't throw a flag on that one either. Yeah. Okay. So if you, you didn't throw, and you know, it was a football play. You didn't, you didn't throw the flag. Maybe you could have, but you didn't. And the, these plays were certainly not as there was nothing about them. There was, it was, it was football, you know, guys getting tackled. Why are you, how are you supposed to tackle Tom Brady? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's like at some point, like it, like you're you can't take, and a lot of, a lot of former current players have said, like you can't take the the violence out. I mean, you you, you can yeah. you can try to like you can try to like initiate some certain rule changes and whatnot to limit it, but you it, it's an inherently violent game. Like how yeah. else are you supposed to tackle the quarterback? It's like somebody was saying, you can't go low anymore because of the time Brady yeah. rule back in 08. You can't go high because they want to watch out for concussions. Uh, you can't like follow through with your tackle because then yeah, it's like yeah. you're putting your weight on them like how else yeah, are you oh, supposed to like we even saw it in the, in the monday night football game like max crosby literally just wrapped up patrick mahomes and then they whistled the play dead he's like all right gotcha like you just kind of yeah, like yeah. ran off after that like right. hours like you at some point it's almost like you're, you you can't like you, you have to let the guys play you have to let the defensive players make a play at the end of the day too so i, I do again i right. feel like there is an overcorrection because there's a lot of heightened sensitivity to it. And again, like I don't going back to the Teddy issue, like I don't think that we're, we're going to see uh, quarterbacks taken out, you know, week after week. I mean, somebody said like, if that was Tom Brady, if that was Aaron Rodgers way of taking them out. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like this is the first time this has happened. So, so I don't know, but I think that this was, and again, it was a bit of irony that it was the Dolphins first, 
but this is a bit of an overcorrection. And once, you know, they get a couple of weeks into it, they review it and they're like, all right, maybe we shouldn't have taken them out for that. Maybe we were a little, little too cautious, overcautious there. Then it's, it'll come back. I mean, we saw the thing with like pass interference a couple of years ago when they tried to make it an emphasis. And it's like, we were seeing flags all the time for defensive pass interference holding. And after there was like an overcorrection, you know, it, everything kind of averaged out and it kind of bounced out. And then it was like, all right, we're good now. Um, so it was unfortunate that it happened to the Dolphins. Now he's in concussion protocol. The earliest he can practice is Thursday. I mean, I think that they, even a lot of a lot of the people in the NFL, you know, uh, office said like the worst or the best case scenario, or I guess the worst case scenario of taking a player out when he didn't have a concussion is um, you take him out. He doesn't have a concussion. And you know, he doesn't. And then they're able to return back soon. So for Teddy, it looks like that'll maybe be Thursday if he, you know, isn't exhibiting signs of a concussion. Yeah. And, you know, that still means he misses the major work, you know, the, you know, kind of the Wednesday work day. Um, and, it, you know, did it cost possibly the Dolphins a division game? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it was it was a nineteen seventeen you know, game in in the fourth right. quarter, and they were down to their third third string quarterback and a bunch, right. and a pair of backup tackles. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. you you could fairly you, you could say that the game would be different if Teddy was in there, but right, know. right, and and it's and you know, okay, and this final score was the final score, um, but it was nineteen seventeen, and they were you know they had a just missed they missed a field goal to go ahead, and, and that that's where they that. were with a as you said seventh round rookie playing his first NFL action versus playing the whole game with a veteran backup that you, that you, you know, that you You signed for for just just, just this emergency. So yeah, it could have, boy, this is one of those, again, you know, just like the Baltimore game could be a game that puts you in the playoffs. Yeah, this is this could be one of those too, so. divisional game, right? This could be one of those you look back on, and once they get to that like second, third tiebreaker or whatever that you know yeah. that could cost you the playoffs. So, um, it's and I said the NFL is in a tough position. Uh, they're trying to they've been and, and I, they're not trying to shed tears for the NFL. Please, they're, they're printing money. They hit and they they still are, um, despite everything that's happened the last several years with concussions and with despite the, uh, despite the rules adjustments that, you know, kind of caused people to roll their eyes at least a couple times every game with, Oh gosh, come on. Really? That's a penalty, you know? Um, but they are, but this is a league having to make this adjustment on the fly and um, it's going to, they're going to have, going to have some growing pains for a couple of weeks. They're, they're not in a good you know, there's not a good position, but you know yeah. what? You're the NFL. Sit there and take it. Count your money. You know, and uh, you know, let's you know move on to next. Move on to each week. Yeah, I mean, move was, on to next week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that was that was kind of the the message on Monday from Mike McDaniel. There was a lot of questions about the spotter situation and whatnot, or whether they were gonna you know kind of bring it up to the NFL and kind of get some explanation for you know what what they saw because McDaniel himself said he did not see Teddy stumble, but. Like he said, they're moving on to, to week six, um, and, and it's an important game, you know, as they're trying to to end a two-game losing streak. Um, we're going to talk about all of that, but first, we're going to take a quick break, so stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins of Depth podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. 
So after a tough loss for Miami, they're they're moving on to week six. They're coming back home to uh, to Hard Rock Stadium to host the four and one Minnesota Vikings. But before we really get into that, I think more and more importantly, we gotta we gotta talk about the state of the team. Um, two consecutive losses. Um, I, I kind of say the honeymoon phase is over. Uh, this is gut check time. Three and two. Um, uh, I won't say a must win game, but but a game that you know you need to to get back on track. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty with this Dolphins team. And, you know, I, I wrote it in my story. You know, there's not question, not only questions about how they're going to turn around this three and two start, but with whom, because uh, they were the Dolphins were, were racked by injuries uh, by, uh, on Sunday. You know, I know nobody likes to make an excuse for injuries. You know, it's next man up mentality. But, um, you know, again, as I wrote after the game, you know, it's uh, it's tough to say next man up when players who are fundamentally, you know, are important to fundamentally what you do when, when they're not there. Um, you know, obviously there was a, there was a point in Sunday's game where the Dolphins were without Tua, they were without Teddy at quarterback. Um, Teron Armstead left with that lingering uh, toe injury. Um, they've been playing with their backup right tackle, Greg Little, for the past couple of weeks. Um, in the secondary and def- in the defense, there was no Xavier Howard who was out with the groin injury. Byron Jones has, hasn't uh, played this season yet. He's not going to play week six. And it's like, again, um, you can't you know nobody cares about your injuries. You know, the game still has to be played. Um, but again, these are fundamentally core, fundamental core players to what you do. I mean, uh, they built this entire offense. They brought McDaniel to build this offense around Tua um, on defense. You know, they, they, they built their identity around what their cornerbacks can do. And, you know, when you're not playing with your cornerbacks, you're not playing with your starting or your backup i mean that and your left tackle i mean um that that definitely you know hurts as a team and, and you definitely saw it at points in that jets game um at this point with tua i mean mcdaniel said on money that he hasn't uh taken steps yet to, to do football activity um you know it's two that was on monday today's tuesday as we're recording um I, i'm not i don't get the impression that Tua is going to be able to come back in time for a uh, week six um, Teddy's not going to be able to practice until a week until Thursday. And you have that question of, you know, is that enough practice time um, if he comes back on Thursday? Um, right now it's looking like Scarlett Thompson is QB1. Um, but, you know, again, I mean, we, we asked for we got a we asked for a litany of injury updates for several players and there was nothing definitive. Um, you know, Teron Armstead McDaniel said it was going to continue. He was going to continue to try to gut through this injury. Um, Xavier Howard's day to day, but you just don't really know. I mean, none, there was no definitive answer. Like these guys are good to go. Um, I think that maybe that's the most worrisome part. Obviously, as the week progresses, we're going to get injury reports and we figure out what happens. But um, again, I mean, when we enter this season, I think that we all agree that this was definitely a team of talent. I mean, you spoke about this might be the most talented Dolphins team since, you know, the early 2000s, like the Wanstead days. Um, but at some point, you know, the injuries do kind of pile on and you can't you, you can't function. I mean, next man up. Yeah. But the next man up isn't as good as the man that <laughs> went down. I mean, it's next man up, but it's not, yeah, you know, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not equal. So it's, yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, this Vikings team is four and one, you know, their only losses to the Eagles who are the only undefeated team remaining. Um, they've kind of sneaked out some, some, some close wins, but again, I mean, I think that when, when the schedule first came out, this was the part of, this was the beginning of the schedule where you were like, Okay, yeah. If they get past that that four game slate, which they did, they they finished three and one. The thought process was like, all right, they can maybe start to stack up some wins against the Vikings and against the Steelers and the and the, the Bears and the Lions. But then you get to the to that to that game, and it's like the Vikings are four and one. 
They have a potentially dangerous offense. You have a lot of injuries. This is not a cupcake game at all. I mean, this wasn't going to be a cupcake game with without all the injuries. But when you factor in the injuries, um, it's looking bleak. I mean, I, I don't know how anybody right now can look at the Dolphins right now and say, yeah, like they feel confident about this game with all the injuries to their major players. Yeah, it's – you hit it on the head. I mean, when you uh, – the people love to say, oh, next man up. Well, if the, if the next man up was as good as the guy who went down, then he would be playing. And so – and it when your corners are down – that does, and and you, and you want to, you know, you want to play the type of defense the Dolphins do. That affects what you can do with your pass rush, yeah. and that, and in a passing league, the, your defense starts with your pass rush and pretty much ends with it too. If you can't get to the quarterback in this league, forget it. You, yeah. you might as you, the rules. The rules know. just favor the offense too much, and there's right. too many it, talented players out there. Right. It, it's. I mean, look. For the moment, the rules favor that for. The rules have done that for, for the moment they changed the rules in 78 for the downfield contact rules, five be, beyond five yards. When they changed that, that's when the pass rush became king. That's when Bill Walsh, you know, Bill Walsh a few years later said, hey, the key to winning in the NFL is a pass rush in the fourth quarter. Because these games are tight, they're going back. And here, and here you know, somebody's going to be trying to drive to put the game away or to win the game. And that's when you, Desperately need your pass rush. Anyway, that said, the you know the moment those rules got changed, if you don't have a pass rush, you can't your 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 DBs can't hold on to coverage. You can only hold on to the coverage so long, and then especially if also if you have a any kind of quarterback with any kind of mobility and ability to scramble and really extend the play. You can't cover for that long. You just can't. So, you know, Howard, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones being down affects what the Dolphins can do as far as blitzing and as far as the pa- uh, that affects the pass rush. That, uh, you know, that affects everything. That affects, you know, that, that you're, not, you're not, you're not, you're yeah. not, you're right. You're not getting teased behind the sticks. You know, yeah. like okay, yes, yeah, so on first down, you know, maybe you get a sack. Okay, now you got, now you got teams looking at second and fifteen, second and sixteen. Your defense looks a whole lot better at second. People, you know, people love to look at the third down percentages. The next stat you look at after that is how long were those third downs? Yeah. You know, if when you see a team go like you know zero for eight on third down, often as not, you look at third down was usually you know seven, eight yards or longer. You look at a team going. You know, oh, they went five for seven. They're going, they're five for seven on third down. Well, often as not, that was third and three or less. Third, a lot of third and twos. Um, and you know, this affects. This just affects everything with the Dolphins' defense. And you know, obviously, offensively, you're on a third string quarterback. Expectations are expectations right. are just like low. Like I mean, you, you right. even if you have even if you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen right. Waddle, I mean they it, experience it, it's too much. Right. It's a great it's a great help, but you know this quarterback does not have the experience reading just reading defenses and making the calls, the even the pre snap reads and the you know forget the in play reads that Teddy or would have, and 
you know, that and the running game is not where they want it to be yet. Um, you know, we, we talked about this in the preseason. We said this in the preseason that that was going to be the, like the last thing to come in. Yeah. It's starting to, to get, I mean, I think, I think most are, helped a lot you know the past two games he started to come come strong um but it, but they're going to need to lean on that a lot more if if right is going to continue gonna, to be out if you're gonna if you're gonna well if, if you're gonna have if, if teddy's gonna be out too you're really gonna have to lean on it yeah um the fact that in fact that tua hasn't done anything yet um is not surprising however you know it's a it's it's you know it's a little concerning. It really removes a lot. Any what little optimism you know was in the cup here. You know somebody that kind of puts a hole in the bottom of the cup that yeah. he's not doing anything yet. Um, and you know Byron Jones, we kind of I mean we, we were we were saying that we were saying this in the preseason again. We look like Nostradamus in the preseason, by the way, with some what, of this what, stuff. What are we saying in the preseason? <laughs> That, that that yo, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it must be that bad because you went out and signed other people. He's not doing anything yet. And yeah. now he's still not doing anything. I and mean, we damn near to Halloween. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, nice. So um, yeah, that's that's a problem. And so the Dolphins team that we thought we might see in full we haven't seen them in full effect and we're not going to see them in full effect anytime the soon. Na- the nature of the injuries. Yeah. And, and nature of the injury, the injuries and where they are. If, you know, if, the, if this, you know, move these injuries to, you know, a d- this defensive lineman, that linebacker, maybe that guard, it's not, but, it's you not know, as impactful, but the, right. I mean, these are like premium positions, like your left tackle going down. That's significant. Right. You're, you're right. Top cornerback going out, your starting quarterback. Like those are significant injuries. Um, right. Well, I, and yeah. you still have to write and you, you have to adjust it. You have to play with them, but you know, there's don't, don't try to, maintain the illusion or the lie that you're going to play as well as you as if they were in. And so, yeah, this is, this could be a tough game this week, even though, again, I, you look around this league and even some of the teams with good records, like, you know, the giants, you know, I mean, they got, they just got a, I mean, they just got a pretty good win uh, over there in London. Yeah. But, but that's (laughs) even that was like, really, you know, um, you know, the, I won't give them uh, no the, shot. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying they don't have no I, shot, but you're right. There, there's so much parity in this league that it really is. You no, know, you you can't you can never count a team out. Um, I will say in regards to the injuries, you know, I I think that barring health, we've seen what this offense can do, and I feel like barring health, you know, if they get to a back, Armstead back. I mean, this toe toe injury for for Armstead, it just seems like something he's just gonna have to kind of deal with until after the season. But you know, even he's been gutting it out and he's been playing well. Um, so if they when they get him back, maybe he'll come. Maybe he he's able to play Sunday. Whenever they get Tua back and they kind of have that offense hole, I mean, we've seen how good it can be. The defense, even with even though Byron has been out, I don't think Byron should have this much of an impact on the entire. And and it's funny because I wrote no. about it that this should be a, it's it might cause a, tr- a trickle effect, but with the with the guys that they have. In other spots, Javon Harlan at the safety spot, Christian Wilkins, they have a good defensive line that, that albeit hasn't been getting pressure as much as they should. 
just Byron being gone shouldn't have this big of an impact on the defense. I mean, the first three games, they were like bottom five in every defensive metric. And we were like, oh, well, they're playing Lamar Jackson. They're playing Josh Allen. Well, two weeks later, I mean, Zach Wilson looked like competent. I mean, he, he was one of the worst quarterbacks no. as a rookie last year, and he looked solid. Like, he didn't look like he was in over his head against any of the blitz looks. It, it can't just be, well, Byron's out, and so so that's why we're struggling. I mean, obviously, him and X were out, and it's a little different. Right. But even that's, in the first month of the season, it, it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be this bad. So even when X comes back, assuming he comes back in soon, whenever that is, if Byron comes back, because at this point, I mean, we're five games, we're a quarter way of the way into the season, and he hasn't even like hit the practice. He hasn't practiced since January. I mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, if he's out for another two weeks, you have to start question questioning whether he's even going to return this year. But I'm, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll broach that when we get to it. But it shouldn't be that one guy is out and your defense is like cratering. I mean, this is looking like the defense that you know the first eight, nine games of the year last year. And I will say there were a lot of questions about the defense and, you know, with flow being gone and did they just take advantage of a lot of cruddy quarterbacks the second half of the year? There's time to turn it around, but it's looking more like, well, maybe it fell off because flow was gone or, and, or this was an offense that just, this was a defense that just took advantage of a lot of bad quarterbacks right now. It's looking like that. And obviously there's an opportunity and there's time to turn that narrative around but it's not looking good for the defense. And again, one player shouldn't have that big, big of an impact on the defense where, you know, these guys are missing tackles. Um, I think the coaching staff is being outcoached. I mean, something, something is not right with that defense. You're right. One player shouldn't have that much of an effect on the defense. I, I think two players, like I, when you took out two, and I think they've essentially been without, you know, Xavier Howard played against. Yeah, he, he hasn't. He hasn't. But, yeah, he but, hasn't been. He, he wasn't himself, that, and he had to yeah, leave that game that, early. That's. I think. They, I think they've been. I think they've been without their. They, they're zero and two without their top two corners. Let's just. say I'll say that. That's fair. And, um, and yeah, that maybe they have been under. Maybe there are there are other parts that are underperforming, but it is. You know, I just do think it's a ripple effect. I think. I think also what. It, there's a whole lot of ripple effect in teams and in sports when one thing things aren't going your way now it, it's it sounds pollyannish um and maybe it sounds like it's giving too much faith to guys but what starts to happen is guys start to try to do too much yeah I mean, and heard guys that. it got yeah it guys start to and and that is and you you start trying to do you start trying to overdo and what's the new England Patriots mantra, do, do your, your job. job. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it, that, that is a great, that really is a great mantra. It's a great mantra. And, you know, it, and, and also in, in life and in any, but in any, in any team situation, any business, do your job, worry about your job. If you're asked to do something more, that's one thing, but you know, don't try to overdo your job or do somebody else's job without being told to, because what's going to happen is you wind up not doing either job well, and you you wind yeah. up messing up your thing. And, and so the entire, then, then, entire then here comes somebody else thinking, oh wait a minute, they're they're messing up. I gotta I gotta you know I gotta try to compensate for them. And then no 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 no, that's not 
that's not how things should work and that's not how things do work well. So, um, yeah, I think that there's, there is a ripple effect there and that the defense also, you know, there is a lack of, I think there's a, probably right now there's a lack of confidence. There has to be a lack of confidence. I mean, I mean, there, if you, if you're, if you remain confident after giving up 40 points, you know, including a 21 point fourth quarter of the Jets, yeah, okay, there was a short field for, for one of them, one of the scores, but you know, you look at overall in the season, it, if you're a player of that defense, it's got to be hard for them to be maintaining confidence, and you know, and then you come, you know. It's it's a tough deal. You got, you know, Kirk Cousins who's erratic, but he's he can put he, yeah, yeah oh he can put yeah he can put up he can put up three fifty on you. He can throw four picks. Yeah, he might do it in the same game, you know. But and then you know you got Dalvin run. You know Dalvin's going to be in a, in a mood to run. Justin you know, Jefferson. He's, he's, I mean, oof, he's playing. Just, yeah. Oh, that, without, that, without that's without extra Byron, that's that's a problem. That's a man. <laughs> that's a man, and. um He's sitting there thinking it's buffet time, the Sunday brunch buffet at you know at Hard Rock. So, um, yeah, they. I think what they're going to need this Sunday, honestly, is they need a few good things to happen early, and you know to get their confidence the back, get the crowd get, in, get there. the crowd going, and you know just just change the vibe. Just change the vibe, and I'm sure being at home is going to help. Um, of course, like I said, Dalvin Dal- Dal- could be home, at home as too. well, so he might he might have some, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might some extra, yeah. extra fans in there too. And he, and he doesn't get too many chances to play the Dolphins. Don't get too a chance to play in the stadium, you know, once every you know four years. Uh, so, um, yeah, he's so that's going to be that's going to be an interesting get, get deal. Um, as offensively, uh, you know the. They're going to have to lean on their running game a little bit more. I, if Teddy's back at practice on Thursday, I think they start him. I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, or, 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 it's, it's or, interesting what? because there's five phases of return after you know you're in concussion protocol in phase four, and McDaniel even uh, alluded to it. Like he didn't say phase four, but he said the earliest he can come in a limited non-contact capacity is Thursday, and that's phase four. Um, somebody made a good point that well, if you're an NFL quarterback at practice, all of the all of the practices are, are non-contact. So, I mean, it's not like he's got to, like, get back in the groove of get, getting hit. I mean, he is not getting hit. So, if he can pass maybe phase four on Thursday, phase five, phase five on, on Friday, and he's cleared and able to, like, return, you know, and he's eligible to play, um, I, I think you throw him in there. I mean, he's going to get the mental yeah. – I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I know that two has been in the practice facility and whatnot, but I'm not sure if he's in all the meetings and whatnot. But, I mean, he, if he can get the mental reps, he can get the mental reps, and then he comes Thursday and Friday, and he's getting, you know, the physical reps out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, as of now, I mean, again, I, I'm kind of assuming Tua doesn't play because I, I even think that after everything that he's been through and even the injuries that he's still nursing, I would think that they kind of want to get him like a full week's worth of practice. Teddy, if he has not exhibited any signs of a concussion and now he's just kind of going through this process and he's good to go Thursday, Friday, he's cleared. Yeah, I th- do you think he starts? But even so, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty outside of him. I mean, there's there's X, there's uh, Xavier Howard. I mean, Tyreek Hill left in a walking boot and we don't really know what his status is. 
Um, so I mean, as far I mean, right now it's there's just too much uncertainty. Like if I, if I have to pick a uh, team to win this game, I mean, I I gotta go with the Vikings because I mean, there's just there's just not there's just not the uncertainty of that. Um, full fully healthy if Teddy starts. I do give them a shot, but the defense has to. It's something like the defense has to has to prove me otherwise. They they don't look like themselves right now, and I'm not sure if if you know they can win a shootout with Teddy Bridgewater quarterback right now. So me, I mean, I, I have to go with the Vikings in this game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'd probably go with the Vikings too if I'm you know laying money at this point in the week. Uh, like I said, I would be. I definitely if if. It, if Teddy's ready to go at all, I don't, I don't care if he doesn't, you know, doesn't get a physical rep. It's, you know, he's, he's, he's played a lot, had a lot of years and Skylar Thompson's a seventh round pick going into a second game. You, so you trust, um, you tr- you, you'd rather have Skylar with, let's say like he gets like a full weeks of pra- physical practice reps and maybe limit, maybe half and half on Friday and a, I mean, that's a walkthrough anyway, but you'd rather have, you still rather have Teddy. If yeah. Can, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, I, I, I get because, that. Because, because, you know, again, this is why you signed him. And Teddy, Teddy knows what he's looking at. And Teddy's not going to be – there's – I'm not saying Scott Thompson was rattled the other day. At, um, but this, Teddy's not going to be rattled in any situation. Um, he might hold the ball a little too long and get you an intentional safety. Um which he did during the preseason, as I recall. And we said then that's exactly what you didn't want to see out of him. But, um, you know, but he's, he's seen it. He's seen it all. He's been there. He's been through a lot. This is not a situation that's going to, that's going to him. And I, and I think he also be, he's going to be pretty jacked up to play, um, you know, in front of the home crowd. So, uh, you know, I would play him. That said, yeah, that's it's a lot of bad matchups right now. It looks like on the defense, uh, defensive side of the ball for the Dolphins, and um, yeah, that's the we say yeah, we say just a lot of a lot of things that don't look good, and looks like about thirty-one points for the Vikings, maybe, and you know. I'll go 31-20. 31-20. Yeah. So uh, I guess my, my last word on this is this is one of those find-away games. You know, Mike McDaniel's a problem solver. They hired him because he's a he's a smart guy. He 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 knows how to fix things. This is a this is a find a just find a way. You know, it doesn't matter if it's 10 to 6, 31, mm-hmm. 34, 31, 20, like it doesn't matter. It's just, you just find a way to, to put your guys in a position to to come out with a win, and uh, you know as the as the week goes on, we'll, we'll see uh, you know who is available and who's not. This is also these weeks are you know seriously like you know we know the honeymoon period is over, but I don't think it. I don't want to say the honeymoon period is over, but this is the period that we always knew was going to come that time where, okay, now there's real adversity. Let's see how the coaching staff responds and let's see how the players respond to how the coaching staff responds. Um, and this, you know, these next few weeks, and 
it'll be like I said, just I don't think it's I don't think I don't think they're going to like, you know, make or break the Mike you know, McDaniel era with the Dolphins. But it, it'll start um, because, to give us a little insight. It, it won't it won't like be the defining moment, I would because it's but it, it will kind of start to tell us the makeup of him and the way he can, you know, galvanize and control the locker room. And also, you know, he might it might not go well for him, but he might learn from it if he's a smart guy. Yeah. And so and that's something that you often see coaches, you know, every coach fails at something early on. And the question is, do you learn from it? And how quickly do you correct that? And and do you correct that? You know, do you admit that, see that, correct it? And so, and move forward with an attitude that gives your players the confidence that, okay, if this happens again, this is going to be handled better than it was the first time. And, you know, Let's see with Mike. Let's see with Mike McDaniel and uh, yeah, you know his first his first crisis and uh, you know five six games in. Hey, that's what happens with a lot of new coaches because let's face it, you're a new coach. You probably you're probably taking over a team a lot that's worse than the Dolphins. You know, so you you have crises you know right out of the gate. Yeah, you know you have prop you know you a lot of times you're not you're not starting three and zero with a before you face your crisis, you face new crisis about the third quarter of the first game. So, um, let's see how you, let's see how this works out with him. Yeah, like I said, this is a this is one of those fine. Just find a way. It doesn't matter. It's not probably not going to be pretty. It's going to be a little ugly, um, but you just figure it out. And again, we'll we'll see uh, how the Dolphins do trying to break that losing skid. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I want to thank you all again so much for tuning in. A reminder to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Subscribe Please. to the Miami Herald. It's uh, going to be a lot of injury updates, so you definitely want to keep an eye on the Miami Herald website for all uh, all things Dolphins and everything you need to know. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the game this weekend. We will be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you.